Hi, welcome everybody. This is the Joe Danier podcast. I am your host, Joe Danier. Uh, I really like to key in on topics that allow our audience to help in the development process. Everybody, no matter who you are, I don't care if this is professional, business, finance, even your personal life, are all on this pursuit anyway. Uh, just development. And, you know, I freaking hate what has happened in the self-development deal. It's so cliche and it, it is so over-commercialized. And when, when I do something like this, I try to distinguish myself. Like I try to really divide out what I'm trying to do in comparison. And when you write it on paper, there is no difference other than the way that you feel about it when you're being presented. Um, you know, if, we, if we're all on the pursuit of trying to better ourselves in different ways, and I know like a, an angle that maybe you're not taking now, we can collaborate and I can give you my angles, you can give me yours, and then we can go and, you know, try to make a better life out there. And that's really essentially it is. There's not a position of authority that I feel that I have over most people. Um, I just commit more of my strategical thought into what I'm going to do with new angles and strategies. So I incorporate new strategies. If they work out, I tell you about them and then you can throw them into your world and see how they work out for you. And that's essentially uh, what this has become and uh, I, you know, I can't say that our sourcing other than mathematics is really where I'm getting most of this stuff um, because I'm a nutrition person. I have the ability to work on big things in small doses over long periods of time. And so as long as my brain can compartmentalize and organize this stuff, then it works out. Uh, depriving myself of the chemicals that, you know, I get an immediate good feeling when I do something smart, right? Because then you have to do them in dramatic fashion and I don't have very good results to dramatic fashion. I have stick-to-itive, uh, persistent, stubborn methods for brute forcing myself in a way. So, but if you have different components of your lifestyle, you have physical, where you have your health, you have your breathing, you have your circulatory system, you have your weight, you have your nutrition, you have all this stuff to your physical body. You're working on that all the time. Your finances, you have the bills that you can pay, you have your receivables, you have your methods of income, you have the opportunities, you have passive income, you have interest, you have debt, all of this stuff. You're constantly working on this. Since you have different six different methods, no matter what you can be working on, one of them. If you have a minute to spare, you can pick the one that's hurting you worst and throw a little bit 1% better. And if you do this around the clock all the time, then you can't say that you went in this day, you went out and made your world better. But as a collective aggregate, you can look to see over a period of time that your world gets a little bit better. So I wanted to introduce why the heck I'm doing it. And, you know, I'm doing this for the sake of we help tons of people, personal and businesses, but it's these themes that keep emerging. And so we want to act like this is a sophisticated thing, but it's really not. It's a bunch of people who find the best way to control themselves. And that's really what it is. And it's not an irresponsibility thing. Like I know that if I gave into some of my temptations, I'd be uh, disappointed in myself and I'd have a lot of regret. I hate regret. I hate doubt. Right. I don't, I don't play that game. So the way, you know, if I, if I heard a story one time um, and I actually did hear a story one time about like one of the biggest regrets they, this author went through and interviewed a bunch of people on their deathbed and the things that they came, came out of their mouth were, if you could go back in time right now, what would you do different? And you could contemplate that sincerely before when you know you're at the end, like you're, you know, you're going to die. And now you can feel that actual regret. What is it? And they, he basically took and, and wrote an entire book uh, as part of that. Now you as the listener, um, have one thing that's in your way is you don't know when your time 
is is here, right? And so you can say, you can always tell yourself, well, I'll just get that tomorrow, right? Only to the guy that knows there might not be a tomorrow. Well, can you take it serious and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that today because tomorrow, you know, and and it, the, the second thought, and and I had this personally where I was running, right? And I was, eh, I was just like, I want to run today. And then some days I didn't really run. And so I stopped and there's a perfect day to run. The weather was good. My health, I just didn't feel like it. And then I got the, and, and I got this big uh, respiratory infection where I physically couldn't run. Like I wish I could run, but now that I can't run and I'm like, Oh man, what about that perfect day where I had perfect health and I was feeling perfect. Why did I pass on that day when today I really want to run and I absolutely can't. I'm like, you know what? The next time I feel like kicking it down the road, knowing that there's, I have an infinite number of days to be able to spend, I'm going to remember this day. So the guy that's interviewing people on their deathbed and me when I passed on the opportunity to run on a very healthy, good feeling day because I thought I would have another one, you know, you can build that into your brain knowing that never again will I make that stupid sacrifice because I'm going to get to the end and all I'm going to have is these collections of things that I wish that I wouldn't or that I would have done. And so that's, you know, that's the immediacy on this. That's why you're going to do this, because if you if you trade off wasted procrastination days for these incremental changes towards some kind of end, I mean, that's step one. Second thing is, that, and this is the biggest surprise of this whole process, is when you ask somebody what their goals are, like what where they want to end up, like not too many ask people what their goals are. Either they're too shy to publicly tell you or say it in front of you. Or two, they just stop dreaming. They just, you know, they, they're mailing it in. They're, they got their family, they got their work, they got their hobbies, and they're just going to go through on uh, in an automated process. They didn't plan beyond what they've achieved at this point. And either because they achieved it and they're good, right, they're happy, or they've given up and they've had the, the you know, the ambition just like pounded out of them. And I have a feeling it's, it's the latter. Because when I ask people, when I sit down and either interview them for, uh, for social media or, or, or radio, uh, you know, they, when, when I ask them what their goal is, they light freaking up, right? Can't believe somebody's interested in me changing the world or, or, or making a product or doing something. But the thing, next thing is they don't know how to articulate what their dreams are. Like I spend 40 hours a week, right? Dreaming and so if somebody asks me, like, it comes out like vomit. So what are you working on here? Like, I can't help myself. I'm just so excited about the things I look at every day of my life. It's not been beaten out of me. I, I, I date it, like I go on dates with it every freaking day. And so that's what, you know, from how you posture yourself, how you allocate your time, uh, the things that are on your list. I bet you, you don't allocate your time. You don't budget it. You don't have dreams and goals on your list that you look at. You're not weighing things if they're productive or not. You're doing, not doing any of the functions. So if you did any of them, what do you want to bet that you would feel a little bit better if you just tried one of those things? Let's just say you did a time budget. And a time budget is a, a, a tool, just like a financial budget, where you take your paycheck, what it's going to be when it shows up your account, that's the total available time. You don't count time that you're, that's not yours. You don't count sleep time or work time. You don't own those. Your health owns your sleep and your work owns your work. But every minute that's outside of those work times, you budget. Now, can you budget sleep? Yeah, we'll get there. Can you budget work? Sure, we'll get there. 
But now everything that's outside of the things you don't control should be managed by you. So, you know, you can't budget your house payment towards something else. So, but you can't, there's some, some in there. There's even, it's a little bit, there's something in there that you're going to have a say over. And the goal with budgeting is to have more accounted for not changing the math, but being in control of the math so that you, at least if you're, if it's good, you know, it's good. And if it's bad, you know, it's bad, but at least you have some, you know, some intuition that can play in you. You have some um, principle that you can start playing from. And so just try that. That's, that's my goal for this weekend. And in fact, I'm going to do that where I'm going to go through finances and I'm going to go through time management. Um, I'm going to write down on a, a sheet of paper and all it takes is a regular, you know, regular notebook sheet of paper. And what I do is I take, okay, well, I wake up at five 30 in the morning. So that's my starting time. Right. I didn't go before five 30 because that's sleepy time and I'm not going to, you know, plan on anything during sleepy time. And then I leave for, um, I start getting ready for work at seven o'clock. So I have five 30 to seven where I have totally in my control seven to eight. I'm getting ready. So there's not much I'm going to do there. And then eight o'clock, eight 15 after I've driven to work, I have a production meeting. Can't do much there. And then I'm going all the way until about four 30. I'm at work. I come home five o'clock and uh, to six o'clock I'm doing, I'm going to call that window one. So that's sometimes going to be dinner. That's sometimes going to be take my kid to soccer practice. There's something that when I get home from work, I'm going to put something in the first window. I'm just calling it window one because I don't know what's going to be in there. I just know that it's an available window. Now, from six to eight, I'm going to give that window two. From eight to 10, I'm going to give that window three. Now, from 10 o'clock, I'm going to call it 10 o'clock to 530. I ain't writing shit. So all I'm doing is I'm taking control of 530 to seven. That's morning window. And I'm taking care of three windows from 4.30 all the way to 8. I'm sorry, and all the way to 10. And that'll, that's going to be what I do over this weekend. And now that I have these windows, I'm going to put stuff in it that's been happening, but I'm also going to segment and say, you know, have a list of things that if, if one of these windows doesn't have something, here's something I want to put in there. And I want to invest the time in. Because otherwise, these windows just get swallowed up in your normal day. And when it gets diffused and diluted, it's harder to take it back. So when I'm putting these together, they'll be nice and solid and there won't be these things like pushing up against them and making them smaller. They'll be hard coded. Like if I got an hour window, I'm going to put something important. I'm going to go do something that I really want to do. So that's my goal with you. And, and it doesn't have to be financial. If you're cool on the financial side, do what you're eating. Write down everything that you're eating, or maybe it's your finances. So you're writing down your paycheck and allocating where all of that stuff goes. Maybe it's relationships where you uh, have total available times to socialize and how are you making use of it? Are you doing text messaging? Are you doing uh, out to dinners? Are you doing social calls on, on weekends? Are you hosting dinner parties? Uh, maybe it's some, some depth here. Maybe, maybe spirituality is, is your deal. And maybe you haven't connected with something that's bigger than you and having, finding the reason that you exist and, uh, going through the, going through the things that you don't quite understand. Um, but anyway, all of these things take development and, you know, I, I like to advocate for you, you separating and, and organizing them pretty logic. Even if you're, you're a brain that only has 20% logic and 80% creativity, use some of that logic to take control of these things. Because as I always say, it is a you versus you game. And the more that you have in your, your, your stuff that's on your radar, you are managing this stuff, the less you're going to be like, hey, I bought this car. And I didn't know anything about it. I drove it. And all of a sudden, 36,000 miles later, the tire popped. How could anybody know 
that a tire was going to need to replace within 36,000 miles. Or you can buy a car and say, okay, what are all the things that now are on my radar? Okay, well, I'm going to be driving the car. What are consumables? Let me write down all the consumables. And then I can look and say, how long do you go to Google? How long do tires last? Oh, 36,000. Cool. And uh, how long do brakes last? Okay. And I write down all of these statistics that I use my research skills, like the Googler, to find out what these last. And then all I do is I take, before I do the thing, I say, okay, well, let's just say it's three years, 36,000. I'm going to estimate it's going to be about three years from now that I'm going to need tires. So how much do I have to put away? How much do tires cost? Okay, well, they're 200 bucks a tire plus blah, blah, blah. So it's, you know, it's 800 bucks that I'm going to have. I know in the future, in 36 months from now, or 36,000 miles from now, I'm going to have, uh, I need $800 to put, put tires on there. How much do I have to save in 36 months to do 800? You do simple math. And now you've put something that's a hypothetical that isn't, doesn't need to just happen to you as a surprise. You can start formulating that like, Hey, you know what? Football season's going to come along or, or soccer practices are going to start happening. There's not enough time in our time budget. We need to slide things over and move things around so that my life experience is a little bit better because it's under your control. If you're in control of all of the gravities, right, then you can control those gravities to make the life experience as good as you can get it. All right. Till the next time on the Joe Danier podcast.